It's time for The Mystic Show, episode 168. Welcome, everybody, to The Mystic Show. Really like that music. I'm your host, Chris Curran. I'm happy you're able to join me this very moment. This is the show where we talk about a lot of things unseen and otherworldly. Spirituality, mindfulness, meditation. And if you practice what we talk about, wow, it'll make a big difference in your life. New episodes every Friday morning early. You can hear us as a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and now Google Play as well. But of course, our website, www.themysticshow.net. All our previous episodes and you can also sign up for the behind the scenes email list where you get 43 minutes of really this really cool audio project that I made called Relax with Rumi. So sign up for the the behind-the-scenes emails. You get relaxed with Rumi for free, and every week you'll just get a little behind-the-scenes email from me, maybe telling you a couple details that I don't mention on the air. And of course, our sponsor, which, yes, last week I didn't mention our sponsor, and my wife uh, brought it to my attention, actually. Pause Your Life. That's the organization that sponsors this show. My wife and I started Pause Your Life more than three years ago. Do you ever feel like you just wanted to hit the pause button in your life? Just like everything else in the world freezes and you get to just relax or sleep or do whatever. Well, Pause Your Life offers retreats and meetups for that very purpose. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about Pause Your Life later in this episode because I really want to outline the vision that we have for Pause Your Life and some of the things we're thinking of and planning. But this episode, again, I have a few topics I want to talk about. I guess the first one is, oh, Pause Your Life, by the way, is pauseyourlife.org. If you go to that website, pauseyourlife.org, there's blogs, there's all kinds of information, great stuff. We have meetups in five different cities now, I think. So check it out. And of course, themysticshow.net as well. Go deeper inside instead of going crazy. This is what I've been feeling the last probably month. I've been feeling like going deeper inside instead of letting life drive me crazy. You know, the external world and other people can really test our patience. And of course, we have a mind and an intellect, and sometimes whatever's happening in the world and what other people are doing doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And your mind will say to you, what's going on here? And of course, that's a very natural reaction to have, or at least a natural thought to have, or a feeling. I think the mistake 
that we can make as humans is really getting too emotional about things and getting wrapped up in these external things. And it just ruins our internal condition. So that's why I said go deeper inside instead of going crazy. We really do have a choice, although sometimes you might not feel like you have a choice. You might feel sucked in and you just feel like you're part of a situation and there's no way to get out of it. There's no way to get around it. But in the end, you can go deeper inside and you can make changes there and you can improve the world in there. So after you get past your initial reaction to a situation, which may take weeks or months, right? Or a day or an hour, right? After you get past that initial worldly reaction, you can go back to the fundamentals. Go within yourself. And what does that mean, go within yourself? Well, in the past month, I've had to handle a few situations which didn't make me very happy, but okay, they are what they are. And I went back to the bookshelf and I picked out another James Allen book. As you know, Pause Your Life has republished a James Allen book from 1904. I don't know if you know this. It's called Byways of Blessedness. And if you go to Amazon, you can search for Byways of Blessedness. Search for Pause Your Life Classics, Volume 1, and you'll see Byways of Blessedness. There's a lot of different versions of Byways of Blessedness, so make sure you get the Pause Your Life Classics, Volume 1 version. That's the one we published, which I went through painstakingly by hand, making sure there was no typos or errors or anything. That book is awesome. If I mean, I can't even... Awesome is just doesn't even start to do it justice. That book is just amazing. And James Allen as a writer is amazing. Of course, his most famous book, As a Man Thinketh, is really great. The one that I pulled off the shelf about a week ago now is called Above Life's Turmoil. This is, I guess it's my second favorite James Allen book as of now, because I haven't read all his books. This is just a powerful book, Above Life's Turmoil. And I've actually read this entire book on this show previously over many episodes. I've you know read little by little. And I just researched it uh, from starting on episode 31 all the way until episode 54. I read excerpts from this book. So I read the whole book in order, but you know, on different episodes. And I think that's back when the show used to be an hour and I used to do several different segments on the show. So anyway, Above Life's Turmoil. So about a week ago, I pull it off the shelf. And like I said, I've been handling some situations in my life or or coming up against situations in my life where I wasn't feeling so great and I kind of felt like, what's going on here? And you know, you get that feeling like, you just kind of lose your grounding for a minute. Not really lose it, but you just feel a little loose, whatever, ungrounded. So, Above Life's Turmoil, take it off the shelf, and this is the forward. I'm going to read this. It's short. We cannot alter external things, nor shape other people to our liking, 
nor mold the world to our wishes, but we can alter internal things, our desires, passions, thoughts. We can shape our liking to other people, and we can mold the inner world of our own mind in accordance with wisdom, and so reconcile it to the outer world of men and things. The turmoil of the world we cannot avoid, but the disturbances of mind we can overcome. The duties and difficulties of life claim our attention, but we can rise above all anxiety concerning them. Surrounded by noise, we can yet have a quiet mind. Involved in responsibilities, the heart can be at rest. In the midst of strife, we can know the abiding peace. The 20 pieces which comprise this book, unrelated as some of them are in the letter, will be found to be harmonious in the spirit, in that they point the reader towards those heights of self-knowledge and self-conquest, which, rising above the turbulence of the world, lift their peaks where the heavenly silence reigns. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> well, it's the first line. We cannot alter external things, nor shape other people to our liking, nor mold the world to our wishes, but we can alter internal things, our desires, passions, thoughts. So, I think a lot of us, as we live life day to day, we sort of forget this fact that we have complete control over these internal things. Our desires, our passions, our thoughts. Now, granted, we have strong habits in these areas. We have strong habits of desires for entertainment, for coffee, for whatever. We have strong habits of passion, whatever it may be. And we have habits of thought as well. In fact, habits of thought are very subtle That's the crux of our lives, if you think about it. That little voice inside your head that's just talking all day long, telling you this, seeing that, talking, saying this, blah, 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 all this stuff. And of course, the mistake we make sometimes is that we think that voice is ourselves, which from a spiritual point of view is pretty ridiculous. You're not that voice. You're not your mind. You're something much deeper than your mind. Although your mind is included in you, it's part of you. (laughs) It's not all of you. There's so much more. So we can change our thoughts. We can change our desires. Uh, Continuing this sentence, we can shape our liking to other people. And we can mold the inner world of our own mind in accordance with wisdom. Yeah. So... That's what I meant when I said go deeper inside instead of going crazy. Is we need to come back inside. We need to start changing the habits of our thoughts. Maybe changing our desires. Maybe changing our passions. That's what he says here. These are internal things. 
And I think that's the mistake out of all the people I've met, of all my experience in life so far. Okay, I just turned 44. I'm not, you know, I'm not an old, you know, saint with a cane and a beard, an old wise man or something, right? Um, but hey, you know, 44 years. Okay. So out of all my travels, writing a personal development book, speaking a lot, coaching people through problems and all this stuff and teaching people meditation and all this stuff, I can pretty much say that the biggest mistake that human beings make is thinking that they can change the world outside themselves, the situations and the people And when they do that and they change it to the right way, then they'll be happy. And in their endeavor to change everything outside themselves, they ignore these internal things, desires, passions, thoughts. And that's, it just doesn't work. (laughs) Because the outer world is a reflection of our inner world. And that's a general statement, of course. But the inner way is the way of the mystic. That's what this show is all about. That's what spirituality is all about. Go inside, go inside, go inside. It's not even about happiness per se. You know, it's not about feeling great or, you know, you hear people say, oh, whatever makes you happy, just do that. Well, No, because you're talking about external things. If it makes you happy to eat a piece of chocolate cake, go ahead, eat the chocolate cake. Well, okay, fine. Here here and there you can eat chocolate cake, but you can't eat it five times a day every day, right? Or if it makes you happy to do drugs, okay, then just do drugs. Well, that, that no, that doesn't make sense. You're messing with your mind. You're intoxicating yourself. You're clouding your whole being when you do that kind of thing, spiritually speaking. So we have to be careful of talking about happiness and contentment on the outside versus contentment on the inside. And look, it's subtle. It's tricky. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. The spiritual path is the most difficult path in life. It's harder than getting your doctorate degree. It's harder than going to the moon. It's the hardest thing in life, period. To stop and go inside and take an honest look at yourself and feel what's going on. And, of course, to practice meditation. So, anyway, I read the forward to this book and... I loved it, of course. And the first little, uh, what does he call them? 20 20 pieces. The first piece is called True Happiness. And I'm just going to read a section of it here. Actually, one, one paragraph. Because this is part of this conversation. A sweet and happy soul is the ripened fruit of experience and wisdom, and it sheds abroad the invisible yet powerful aroma of its influence, gladdening the hearts of others 
and purifying the world. And all who will and who have not yet commenced may begin this day, if they will so resolve, to live sweetly and happily, as becomes the dignity of a true manhood or womanhood. Do not say that your surroundings are against you. A man's surroundings are never against him. They are there to aid him. And all those outward occurrences over which you lose your sweetness and peace of mind are the very conditions necessary to your development. And it is only by meeting and overcoming them that you can learn and grow and ripen. So, to me, the most powerful sentence, or the most powerful couple sentences are, do not say that your surroundings are against you. A man's surroundings are never against him. They are there to aid him. So, I believe that's true because it actually makes sense in terms of uh, the cleaning practice of the Sahaj Marg practice that I do, where we've built up a lot of our own grossness, a lot of our own uh, baggage, if you will, spiritual baggage, and we sort of have to act it out like karma. Like if you do certain, if you do something enough, you're going to reap the fruit of whatever you do. Most people know that as karma, but that's, that's what happens in our lives. We know that, you know, we know this. So go, go eat, uh, four chocolate cakes in a row and, and you'll see the result. (laughs) You'll be sick. You'll be very sick. So by eating the cake, you seal your fate and you have to go through the sickness, right? That's just life. That's just how it is. Cause and effect kind of thing. Cause and effect in the physical world is one thing. Cause and effect in the spiritual world is another. So to take it up probably about 10 notches or to zoom out a lot, I believe that our entire life is a cleaning or our entire life is we're going through the fruit of our past actions and thoughts. <laughs> so, so I agree with James Allen that everything we come up against in life, every situation, all of our surroundings, they are there so we can overcome them and then we're done with it. Then we move on to the next lesson. And even, it's not even in terms of lessons. It's not like we're learning something. It's like we're undergoing, you know, we made our bed. Now we have to lie in it. You know, there's a reason we descended from the spiritual realm to be incarnated in the human body. What is the reason? Why did we incarnate in a human body? If you were a pure spirit, completely pure, you'd be part of God, which you you are part of God now, but you wouldn't need a body. (laughs) You'd be pure spirit, part of God, bliss. So some people think, and I happen to believe, that we come into a human body because we have some baggage spiritual baggage that we're carrying that we have to clean off. So the world itself is like a big cleaning experience. 
the mistake we make, I think, is, is when we go through life, we don't take it as a cleaning. Like we don't take all of our miseries as blessings and just be happy with everything. No, we have our own likes, our own dislikes. So we sort of struggle, right? It's like when you were a baby, your mom, let's say, put you in the, in the kitchen sink to give you a bath. Actually, I remember at my grandma's house in uh, Springfield, New Jersey, when I was very little, I don't know how I remember this, maybe, maybe part of it was remembering my younger brothers, but she would, I guess, clean the kitchen sink really good and then give the kids, you know, the babies, like a little bath in the kitchen sink. So imagine grandma is putting me in the kitchen sink when I'm, you know, six months old or whatever. I don't know. Um, Imagine she puts me in the sink to clean me and I'm struggling. I'm resisting. I'm crying. I'm fighting. Well, she can't really do a good job of cleaning me. So she does the best she can, but that's it. So I'm still half dirty. So I think in our lives, what happens is we live our whole life we don't clean enough and we're still half dirty or in re- in reality, we're even dirtier than when we came in. <laughs> and that's why we end up coming back again and again. So if you look at the world, if you look at your human life as an opportunity to just drop all the baggage and and let it go once and for all, So that when you actually die, when the body dies, that's it. You have no more baggage. You're boom, pure spirit, part of God, bliss. You're done. That's the goal, right? That's the goal of spirituality, right? Is oneness with God. So each situation in life is there for a reason, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that's my belief, but of course these you you know we can't prove these things. So what do you think? Do you agree with anything I'm saying? <laughs> Anyhow, this was my the last few weeks what I've been going through is kind of looking at these worldly situations which don't make me feel too good. And luckily I kind of had the sense to say, okay, let me retreat into myself. Let me bring it back to the fundamentals. Let me read some James Allen and go inside and just just stay there. What's wrong with that? Just be with that divine presence. I almost feel, well, I know in my life, a lot of times I overextend myself. You know, yes, we all have to live in the physical world and that's fine, but we don't have to get too involved in it. I know in my life, sometimes I get too involved in things and then I start to care about them too much. And then you just, then I get wrapped up in it and then ultimately it falls apart or it becomes something different or weird or silly or stupid. And then it's like, you're disappointed And then you have to remember, oh yeah, well, that's not what life's about anyway, that external thing over there. (laughs) It's about this, whatever's inside my own heart. So I guess wisdom 
would be one facet of wisdom would be to not get involved in those external things too much. Get involved the minimum you need to get involved. That's wisdom, I think. That's part of wisdom anyway. And it's definitely not easy. Take a quick break and ponder that for a second. Be right back. Welcome back to the Mystic Show. If you haven't signed up for the behind the scenes email list, maybe you want to. It's free. You get some free audio. Go to the website www.themysticshow.net. And uh, you can also rate and review the show in iTunes or Stitcher. I don't know if you knew that. If you listen in iTunes or the the podcast app, you can go in there and give the show a rating or a review. It kind of helps. And uh, oh, one other thing which I always forget to mention. I mean, literally, out of like, I don't know, probably 60 or 70 episodes, I've mentioned it like five times. It's the Patreon page that I set up for this show where you can, if you want to support the Mystic Show, you know, with money, you can actually, you know, pledge like a dollar per episode or two dollars per episode. And you sign up and you just, you know, I think it gets billed to your credit card probably once a month, you know, not much money, whatever you feel like giving. And uh, it helps with the production costs of the show. And it helps to fund the vision of Pause Your Life. And actually, that's I want to explain this vision to you because I haven't fully explained it on this show and I haven't explained it to you. So... Pause Your Life, like I said before, we started it about three years ago as a meetup in northern New Jersey, and from the get-go, everybody loved it. For a couple hours, we literally drop all our baggage, drop all our differences, all the worldly things, politics, religion, gender, anything, everything, any difference humans have, any whatever, it's, we drop it. Well, we set it down, and you could pick it up later if you want, but, and then we hand over all our negativity and all the chips on our shoulder and all that. We hand it over to the, to the universe to take care of for the two hours we're in the meetup. And then we just, you know, we meditate a little and we have a nice discussion and, and we just, we're human beings. It's phenomenal. It's, And the best thing is, it's nothing. It's not a religion. It's not a philosophy. It's not a teaching. It's nothing. (laughs) It's just, you know what? Let's get a little balance in our lives. We run around like crazy all day, every day, with our families, with our work, making a living, doing this and that and everything else. When do we actually stop and just be a human being and, you know, enjoy being alive? Or just step back and say, wow. 
Anyway, that's what we do at the Pause Your Life meetings. That's what we do at the Pause Your Life retreats. So part of the vision, like I said, we have meetups in five cities now. Part of our vision is to have meetups in cities all over the country. Happening all the time. You know, allowing people from everywhere to attend a Pause Your Life meetup and experience it. Experience the atmosphere that we create there. And of course, Canada as well, because we're about to start a meetup in Canada with our good friend Bruce. I'll have more info info about that later. And of course, the retreats. We want to have, I don't know, maybe two, three or four retreats every year. That's the vision. It, you know, we still got a long way to go. But the retreats we've done so far, we've done two retreats. They've been weekend retreats. And you know how fast a weekend goes. Oh my goodness. It's like you start and then it's like over. Still very effective though. Stepping away, turning off your phone, unplugging, you know, dropping all your baggage, all that kind of stuff. So the meetups, the retreats, and then we also want to start doing virtual meetups online. And we've done one so far. It was kind of a test. It went very well. Uh, A couple technical glitches, but we want to be able to do these meetups virtually. So people from all around the world or from other cities that don't have the meetups, they can join in and experience it. So to do all this, we need facilitators in all the different places. You know, each meeting needs a facilitator to move the meeting along, to welcome people, to set the tone for the meeting. And right now in Northern New Jersey, we have a couple of facilitators. We have Christy and Frank. Hey, Christy and Frank. They're doing a tremendous job with the New Jersey group. And in Colorado Springs here, we have uh, our friend Kathy. She, uh, she hasn't facilitated a meeting yet, but I'm sure she will very soon. And actually, I didn't even talk to her about this, so she's probably going to find out about this by listening to this show. Hey, Kathy. So we need facilitators, and my wife and I are going to start training facilitators and it's not, you know, it's nothing earth-shattering, but it's more of just a training to obviously how the meetings are conducted, but also a little deeper than that. And we came up with these four pillars of training for the Pause Your Life facilitators. And the four pillars are very important. I have to tell you about seven or eight years ago, I was part of an organization. It was a like a life coaching training or business coaching training. And I was signed up for this course, for this training course. And, you know, we met every week. And each week of the month, they covered a different aspect of the coaching. The first week was like about sales training. The second week was about, you know, how to be a coach because there's an art to coaching. It's not just talking. Uh, Then the third week was like how to present from the stage, you know, how to speak on stage. And then the fourth week was more, you know, I forget what it was. Um, But it was great because every month we'd get, we'd learn about these four different things. And it was very effective. I attended every week. I loved it. I took a lot of notes. And I mean, I did that for probably almost a couple years. And I mean, that part of my life was 
a huge part of my life. It really helped me get to the next level or the next five levels really helped. So, so we want to do something similar with pause your life and do a facilitator training where we're training the facilitators every week, let's say for an hour and each week of the month will be a different topic. So we came up with these four pillars of the pause your life facilitators and the coaching training I was doing was to train me how to run a business to earn money as a coach, right? So there was money involved. I was, I was hoping to earn money from all this training and I would go out into the world and use this training to build my business and earn money. And I was also paying money for this training. But here's the thing. In Pause Your Life, there's no money. We're not in business. We don't want to charge money. You know, facilitators aren't going to make any money. <laughs> it, this is more of a service to humanity. So anyway, service is one of the pillars for the Pause Your Life facilitators. Service, what does that mean? Well, it just means helping other people, really. And you got to be careful about service because there's certain things you can do and you can think it's service, but it's really not service. It's a lot, a lot of service people do is actually selfish. Like when people make large donations, you know, and, and they get applauded from a whole room full of people for a donation. But I mean, really, mostly they did it for the tax write-off. <laughs> I'm sure that happens. So that's not really service. I mean, maybe the money helps, but, but we really have to be careful of what we're doing and we have to do authentic work. So pause your life. The authentic work is, hey, we're just getting people together, creating this atmosphere and, and having people feel that refreshing feeling of just being a human being and feeling safe in a, in a 100% accepting atmosphere. So service, that's one of the, you know, it's that little type of service you can do for other people that is the most important service, I think. Because even uh, the great Babaji Maharaj, he said, the best thing you can do for a person is to help calm down their mind. You know, bring, bring more calmness to a person. That alone <laughs> is huge. So we can't overlook that, right? Again, we're talking about spirituality here, subtle things. We're not talking about gross things like giving money or building houses for people. That goes on as well, and it's good. But Pause Your Life, and of course the Mystic Show, are much more subtle. So service is one pillar. The next pillar is character. And we were talking about this, what I read from James Allen earlier about this this internal self with desires and passions and thoughts. That's our character. What kind of a heart do we have? Are we kind-hearted or are we cold-hearted? That's character. And we need to build our character as we go. So character is very fundamental and that'll be part of the facilitator training. The third pillar is leadership. Leadership, in this sense, has two meanings, actually. One is the outer leadership, like we have to be a role model. We don't have to be, but it helps. It helps other people. We need role models. And if you can be a good role model, that's huge. 
you can help people without even knowing it. So that's leadership on the outside. Then there's self-leadership, which is actually what, I, what my whole book is about, Leap Beyond Your Limits. That whole book is about self-leadership, leading those, these internal forces that you have as a human being. It's like you're the general and your character and all your inner traits are the soldiers. You as the general, you have to be in control of what's going on in your being. If you're not in control of what's, or or if you don't have power over what's happening in your being, then what's going on? Well, then you're running on autopilot. And then it's not really you, it's just habit. So we have to have self-leadership. We have to lead ourselves. Everything about your being that is beautiful, you have to lead it. Who else, or, or else are you going to let someone else lead it, right? So that's the, that's the third pillar. The fourth pillar is spirituality. And of course, in terms of this Pause Your Life facilitator training, it has nothing to do with religion all it is is about you and the connection to God or universe that you have within your own, your own heart. That's all spirituality is. It's inside you. It's not outside you. And it has nothing to do with me <laughs> or your family. It's an inner connection to divinity And that's what, when we search for that, when we look inside for that, that's when we get the real answers and the real knowing, not just answers, knowing. So those are the four pillars. I mean, I'm very, I'm looking forward to training facilitators and other people as well on these four pillars. And I really hope to get this, the facilitator training up and running. I mean, I don't know when it's going to happen because you know, we all have jobs and businesses. We're all busy and, you know, pause your life is not a moneymaker, right? We're just doing it because it's a good thing to do. So I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but it will. So now, now you understand a little more of the vision for pause your life. Got the meetups, got the retreats, and we got the virtual meetups. And then we're going to be training the facilitators. And of course the facilitators will be training us. Right? My wife and I are both eternal students forever. And we're always learning. And, oh, you know, I've been explaining this whole episode is about me (laughs) overextending and then pulling back. You know, we learn, we gain wisdom this way. So I had one other topic to talk about, but we'll, we'll get that on the next episode, I think. So I hope some of this was helpful to you. I'm happy that you and I can spend time together and hang out and talk about these vital topics. Really, I think these are the most important conversations of our lives. Right? That's why I started this show. Because we walk around every day talking about this and that and the other. And we seem to never have time to to get to the heart of the matter. Well, that's what the Mystic Show does. Please, if you have any comments or questions, comment on this post on the mysticshow.net website. We can talk. We can ask and answer each other's questions. I really enjoy this journey. 
alongside you. And so until next week, you already know. Keep shining. Keep shining.